You're listening to The Diary of a Christian Girl. You're with Nicole. Hi, you're listening to The Diary of a Christian Girl. And today we are talking about temptations. My temptations. What things do I get tempted with? With the influences around me, my classroom, home life, friends, all that, a lot of my temptations revolve around tattoos, piercings. This is because I see a lot of it around and I look at it and think, well, how can I make that me? How can I make that more of God? I'm sitting down with my non-Christian friend, Krista. We've been friends for about a year now. Year and a half. So I've got her here to tell me about her life and ask her a few questions. Tell me about your life. What's your upbringing like? My upbringing was pretty good. I grew up with my mum and my dad and my two younger siblings. Grew up in a country town. Did you go to church or any experience in that area? I did, of my own volition. You look surprised. Very. (laughs) Yeah, I, I did go to church a few times. And then in high school, I became friends with a girl called Monique. And we became best friends. And she was raised in a Christian family. Okay. Um, had very strong Christian beliefs. And she was very keen to get me to go to church with her. Oh, yes, yes. So, um, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll give it a go. And uh, I did. So I have, I have had some experience with, with church. And your lifestyle is polar opposite to me, right? Oh, absolutely. You're the type of person who actually is quite promiscuous. I have been known to be quite promiscuous, yes. I'm in a committed relationship now, so um, that's a thing of the past. Krista, you have an alternative area in sexual orientation of pansexuality? Sure. Uh, So I identify as a queer person and I am pansexual. Um, So by queer person I mean that I identify under the spectrum of people that are not uh, cisgendered, heterosexual persons. Pansexuality, which means that when it comes to sexual attraction and romantic attraction, um, gender doesn't matter to me. In my belief, what I believe is tattoos and piercings are not the greatest thing because they taint the skin, your body's meant to cry, so it's advised not to get them. Why did you get tattoos? What is the meaning behind them? Your piercings as well. By far my favourite is a tattoo of a punked up version of Alice. I love that one. From Alice in Wonderland. She's standing behind a large rose and my tattoo has tattoos. She's pretty badass. And I got her on my birthday a couple of years ago. She is a representation of me. My nickname is Alice and it's to do with being a little bit crazy being a little bit odd, sort of dwelling in Wonderland a little bit, and being alternative. Uh, piercings wise, I currently have 16 piercings. Uh, 11 of them are in my ears. And they're the two that you can see, Nikki. Uh, uh, I have a septum piercing in my nose, and I have a, a dermal anchor in my chest. Why don't I get piercings? I like pretty sparkly things, I like wearing jewellery. There are risks with tattoos, and there are risks of pe- with piercings. Oh, absolutely, but to be honest, they're very minimal. So, one of the risks I'm talking about, when I got my belly piercing done, the, one of the risks were possible internal bleeding if the person crapped out and was. I know, had a faulty day or a seizure. That's a very low risk factor. In your opinion, would you say that would be like a possible decision breaker? (laughs) No. You're listening to The Diary of a Christian Girl. You're with Nicole. 
So what I want versus what God wants. God wants us to be happy, but he also wants us to live by his word. His word is normally there to help us, not hinder us. And you may think it's like, but if it's not to hinder us, then why can't I go out and do stuff that I want? Well, it's just like why a mother won't let her four-year-old daughter run across the road in the middle of traffic. It could end up hurting you. And that could be emotionally or physically. That's why a lot of what God says is blocking your path because he's trying to help you not get hurt or hinder yourself. God stops you if it does if it's not anything to do with hurting you is because he has something better for you in the future. Ever have those times where you're like, if I didn't do that, I could have got this. If I didn't do that, I'd be in a much better place. That's God. That's what God is trying to do for you. So you can say, yes, I'm here instead of there. You're listening to The Diary of a Christian Girl. You're with Nicole. Why do I struggle with the temptations of getting a piercing and a tattoo? This includes other things as well. It's not, it doesn't have to be just tattoos and piercings. It could be a smoking or going out partying with your friends and doing drugs. It relates to all, all temptations. Why do I struggle with these? Well, I struggle with it because I'm trying to find the meaning behind it. The meaning behind what I'm doing. The meaning behind what the Bible says the meaning behind why my friends, non-Christian and Christian, do or do not do things. And then I'm trying to see my line of path, where I see the line going right, so I know if I'm going right with God. So if I find my path, then I can see more clear where God's path is, and I want to make my life along that path. You're listening to The Diary of a Christian Girl. You're with Nicole. How do I deal with these temptations within the classroom, within my peers? I saw in my classroom, people were talking about Justin Bieber getting his tattoo. It was a tattoo of the cross on his face. And I'm sure they probably thought, okay, well, Justin Bieber got a tattoo or... They could have even thought, a Christian getting a tattoo? What's up with that? I thought my friend just told me that Christians don't get tattoos. A lot of things like this. Well, how do I deal with that? When you see your friends getting tattoos, you ask them, well, why did you get a tattoo? A lot of the time they'll say, because it had meaning or because it was cool or because I just watched this program. And you could think, well, that's actually really meaningful. And other times you could be thinking, you got a tattoo because you saw a cartoon. Okay, weird. (laughs) Find the meaning behind their tattoos. Think to yourself, if you got a tattoo, what would the meaning be? And what would God think? So yeah, what would God think? Well, for me, if I got a tattoo, I would feel God saying, thou shalt not mark their skinneth. And that would pretty much scare me off. So I will look to the Bible and see what he says and judge off that. 
a lot of my classmates would say, oh, you should totally get a tattoo, and I'd be like, oh, I'm not sure if that's right for me, you know, with my faith and all. And they'll just mumble or leave it alone. Or they'll just shrug their shoulders and be like, up to you. The cool thing about my classroom is we have a saying made up by our great classmate, Joe. And hi, Joe, if you're listening. Um, and this saying is, you do you, boo, which means you do your thing. Do not conform to peer pressure. Do not conform to anything. You do you. You're listening to The Diary of a Christian Girl. You're with Nicole. How do I deal with the temptation for alcohol or getting drunk? How do I rely on God and my faith for that? Normally, I would pray. For any temptation, I will pray that God will take the temptation away from me to make me strong so I can resist the temptation. On top of that, I will also pray that God helps me for the temptation to not be near me, for me to be able to walk away from that temptation if it's presented to me. I'll also talk to my church peers, just like you would talk to any other peers. I will talk to my church peers and any other peers I have for the fact that if you've got a temptation or an addiction to something, you can't go through it alone. So you need to talk it through. Talk the temptation through with one of your Christian peers or peer that you relate to, even family. It doesn't have to be your peers, it can be family. It could be anyone you trust. So talk it through with them and talk it through with God. God doesn't want us to do something that's dangerous. For example, I had a temptation for a piercing. Now, in the Bible, apparently, God doesn't want us to get piercings for the fact of he doesn't want us to ruin our body. Apparently, our body is a temple for Christ, and you do not put holes into a temple except for a door, but you already have a door. It's called your heart. You don't put holes into your body because you don't knock down a temple. I succumbed to the temptation to, I got a belly piercing. One of the risks of getting a piercing is possible internal bleeding if she did it wrong. Luckily she didn't, but I thought she did because they marked the piercing with a blue marker so they could get it right. When I got onto the train, I thought I was bleeding internally because non-oxygenated blood is blue. (laughs) So I thought I was bleeding internally and I was freaking out. I realized then that God didn't want me to get a piercing because I could possibly die from it. I could possibly have gotten sick or, as I said, died. The risks for the piercing were higher than the risks of not getting the piercing. I put possible internal bleeding, possible death, to the bottom of my list and put, I will look cool or this is going to be a marker for me in my life, cool type thing, at the top. Doesn't that sound stupid? Look at the risk you've taken or the risk that you're willing to take to get something that will look cool or be a small marker in your life. Did you think it was worth it? Do you think it could be worth it? What is your temptation and what are the possible risks that go along with that? My temptation is weed. There are only risks if you abuse it. Oh, it's completely worth it, man. Okay, so my temptation is probably eating a two-liter tub of ice cream in one sitting. Risks with it, I get even more fatter than I am. Is it worth the risks? Heck yes. Heck yes. Uh, My biggest temptation is spending all of my money, which I regularly do when I shouldn't. I buy things 
like books which are yes full of knowledge and great for the mind but are also completely irrelevant and useless to my everyday life and do not pay the rent. I guess the biggest risk is buying books instead of paying rent. You're listening to The Diary of a Christian Girl. You're with Nicole. I went to the church where Andrew works and he's worked there for many years and he's been a Christian for many more years and this is what he has to say about temptations. Take it away, Andrew. People in their teenage years and in their early 20s, there's a hunger, there's a thirst for connection and for relationship and for a peer group that you feel at home amongst Mm. and you can have good times and you can have fun together and... uh, that they accept you, you know, there's a craving for acceptance. And it's, it's ironic in a sense that you'll do anything to be accepted, but truly what you want to be is accepted for who you are. Mm. And what we truly crave is unconditional love and acceptance, which means you don't have to do anything at all to be loved and accepted. Yeah. So that's the truth of it. So if you're with a group who will only accept you, if you do certain things, then there's a big question mark about how unconditional their acceptance is. And especially if the thing that they're encouraging you to do is not something that you want to do, that that you might think is unhealthy for you to do, and they're saying you should do it, you should do it, there's a big question mark then around whether that's the right group for you. You might actually be far, far, far happier in the present and in the long run finding another group, Mm. actually, who are doing the things that you want to be doing anyway who will love and accept you without you having to do anything to, to prove that. So your question about getting a tattoo to fit in with the group that's having tattoos, probably my, my word of caution to someone about that is, you'll, if you have a tattoo, because they're pretty permanent, you can get them lasered off, but it's painful to have them lasered off, and it's not cheap. No. <laughs> um, is to think about it, pray about it, and don't be in a rush, really, but... For myself, I'm not, I would not say that there's a complete prohibition on that, actually. And if you were going to do something that gave testimony to your love of Jesus, gave witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ, yeah, I think that's very brave, actually. So you'd look <clears throat> at why, like, why you're doing it. Look at the reason behind it before you get it, and that will decipher whether you think it's good or not? Yes, yes. For me... But there's different ways of judging what's good. Yeah. And they're all ethical discussions. And there are different ethical frameworks okay. that you can use to judge certain things. Okay. Yeah. And so there's relational ethics, um, situational ethics, um, kind of hard-out core ethics. Something's always good, something's always bad, depending on what it is. You know, all different things. And... Some of those fit better for me in terms of as a way of living. Oh, yeah? You know, there's some frameworks that I think actually don't have enough kind of substance to them. Okay. But different people choose different things. But one that checks the motivation, Yeah. for me, that's important. So the question of why you're doing something, on the way to making a decision about whether, whether what you did was, was right or not, is an important one for me. Okay. Because you might say, oh, there's certain things that you should just never do. You should just never lie. You should just never kill. There are situations sometimes where you've got to weigh up what's the best cause, and you might not have a completely 
guilt-free option, a completely guilt-free option might not be on the table. Hopefully you're never in that situation, but... So if at some point in the future you're a policewoman, yep. and you're in a hostage situation, and there's a person who's taken someone hostage, and they're threatening to kill them, you might have to decide, which of these two people is going to die now? Do I do nothing, and this person kills this person, or do I kill that person? to save an innocent life. Yeah, yeah, so I think probably in terms of your current decision, I think it's important for you to remember you've got choices, you're free. And as someone whose identity is moving from someone in the world to someone who is in Christ, it's important for you to remember if you do or don't have a tattoo, Jesus isn't gonna love you more or less. Jesus already loves you as much as he can love you. It's more about your heart. So Jesus is much more interested in your heart than your skin. Yeah. So that's why I'm talking about the decision, how you come to the decision is the thing, because it's your heart that leads that. You're listening to The Diary of a Christian Girl. You're with Nicole. In conclusion to the subject of temptation, find out why you want to do it. Read the Bible. Look at your heart. doesn't match up, because as we learned, God doesn't look at your skin. He looks at what's in your heart. And if your heart is going against what love is, going more towards the seven deadly sins, then rethink what you're doing. Go with your heart and go with the Bible. That is my life as a Christian. You're listening to The Diary of a Christian Girl. You're with Nicole. All music thanks to bensound.com for all your music needs.